Hello and welcome back to the Centennial 38 podcast. My name is Wanners. I'm Jared. How's it going over there, Juan? Hey, doing good. Uh, not, you know, just, uh, just. Uh, I think, I think February is going by super slow now that it, now that MLS is just right around the corner. I don't know if I'm the only one, but I mean, yesterday I, I, I saw that it was the seventh, and I was like, I thought it was the seventh, like five days ago, you know, and then. Yeah, As they right. say, the watch pot, it never boils. And uh, we are, we're watching the pot at this point because pork is cooked this offseason. And uh, that's been interesting. So, you know, we're watching the pot here. We're, we're seeing the ingredients, but we aren't smelling anything over in the living room yet, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and man, I, 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 I'm feeling real optimistic about this team, right? More, more so than... Maybe even 2021. 2021, I don't think anyone really knew like what this team was really, really capable of, right? And so, you know, last year a lot I can see a, a why a lot of people were, you know, upset about, um, you know, or, or didn't feel like the team was up to snuff, right? Now it definitely feels like, all right, you know, they're they're still bringing in new guys. There's a reason to be kind of excited. There's still a lot of unknown, admittedly, but. Um, it's not like the, the club just decided, oh, let's just run it. And, and, and you, you go back to the Kevin Cabral episode and I, and I really thought the team was ready to just run it back. Right. And like, I, I know when, when, when I talk to people like that follow the team, I was like, Hey, like, I don't mind if the Rapids want to run it back. A lot of people are like, no, we have to like, you know, improve, get better somehow. And I think the team has genuinely like actually gotten better. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of new faces. Like you said, it's the great unknown. There's a lot of old faces that, uh, you know, one one may say that we're missing around Commerce City. But uh, one thing that has come out recently was Robin's little snippet about the um, the mentality in the locker room. And I think that they have they've kind of manufactured that culture pretty well um, They that, you know, they haven't really. They haven't really bent to demands or, or kind of like perceived personality issues pretty quick exit for anybody that's been um kind of on the outs and so to have a team that is bought in and excited going into the season pretty much all we can ask for is fans like you said the great unknown is is what it is we have a lot of players that have never played a minute in mls coming in um but they've played high level ball elsewhere and now we have to hope that they can ball out here in the states yeah and and, and i'm and i'm willing to, to lean on the side that uh i, I mean i i saw someone put rapids in 14th bro um, and I get I it because I saw that too. That's not right, man. Like, I don't, I think this team deserves a lot more respect than it, than it's currently getting. I mean, like deserves you, I, or, or you think that they might be able to warrant because I don't think they deserve a whole lot of credit yet. No, they mean, no, you know, I think 14th no, is selling them pretty far short, but they they do have a lot to prove. Yes. And, and, and I think everyone's got a big chip on their shoulder, but I, I think the, the players themselves, they're they're not a bottom roster in MLS by any means, you know. Like that's what I'm saying. Um, and, no matter and, if the U.S. men's national team current coach <laughs> thinks that they are. Yeah, and and I and I see kind. Of, I saw someone had the Galaxy as the number one. I'm like, one, you obviously don't watch the Galaxy enough. Their their defense is kind of in in, in shambles. But beside that, I, I don't know if you guys know this, but the uh, Angel City Brigade, Brigade is po- like you know they are actively not going to go to games this first season until they get their general manager fired and it's going to be an interesting storyline there this is not the la galaxy podcast i'm just saying like that that kind of that kind of thing has an effect on the 
on the players, you know, if the if if your supporters aren't there, uh, at least at the very least, a lot of us C38 will be here, you know, and I think there's a lot to be excited for, not only on the pitch, but you know, off the pitch, we 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 talk a lot. We've talked a lot about the changes coming in to C38, but uh, there's also some rapid changes coming down the pipeline that you know I've kind of been privy to. Uh, it's going to be a fun season, win, lose, or draw. Hey, here's a name that may be in LAFC, even if the fans are not. What do you think about this? Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Uh, Todd Bowley's uh, uh, army of thousands at Chelsea is a little heavy in every position. Uh, they have loonies around the globe, apparently, uh, LAFC looking to bring Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang to stateside. Uh, what do you think about a player like Aubameyang who's maybe just past the prime of his career but still commanded a high fee from Barcelona? What do you think of, about a player like that? Do you think that uh, he instantly makes them contenders? Makes LAFC contenders? Yeah, I mean, you look, uh, LAFC had a bit of turnover. They no longer have... Gareth Bale, who, you know, it was over as quick as it, it began, but um, yeah, and they're Gareth never Bale short for really stars. Play. Yeah, I mean, say what you will about L.A. stars, but, you know, it, it feels like it, it feels like it's not going to fit, especially when they had a fit in Chicho Arango, you know, like, and and, and, and I don't know, like, I, I want to sell LAFC short just because they're, you know, they're the uh, the dominant people. They they kind of remind me like the Cowboys at this point. They're just overhyped, except they actually win in the playoffs <laughs> and not the uh, not the actual That's... Dallas Cowboys. But they just got that aura about them. I mean, they released a 30-minute club profile on Apple TV, and I'm like, you pretentious fucks. Like, the Rapids was a solid That's Their 16. entire history, isn't it? About 30 minutes? <laughs> cup of coffee? Yeah. But, I mean, we, we could go roll into that. I think, um, you know, Apple – for if you're still on the fence about it, I just want to say it comes out to like three dollars per game for a home game that you watch, right? Thirty-four games divided by um or or you know the ninety-nine dollar price point divided by thirty-four comes out to about three dollars and forty-five cents. No, per sir, game. it comes out to dead free when you get your free Apple subscription with your C thirty-eight. No, you're uh, right. Season ticket. However, I I think. It, the time may have passed. You may be out of luck if you've not bought your season ticket oh, really? yet through C38. Um, well, I'm not sure of that. So it, time is of the essence. If you haven't bought your season ticket yet, listeners out there, make sure you get in there and, and pick those up from, from C38. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, I, I want to say, we, we are going to be doing some more uh, review content of the uh, MLS kind of once we get our, our full Apple TV subscription, we're going to take some time in the pod just to kind of review it you know, mostly so we can roast other clubs that do a terrible job. Yeah. And just so we can also just kind of provide some more content for you, you know, on the, uh, on the, you know, weeks where the Rapids don't play, at least, you know, we're going to be here to review all of the catalog, kind of our favorite things, but that's, that's beside the point. You know, we, we, we still got a lot more to talk about today, including, uh, Marco Illich, who is this goalkeeper. The, the, the Rapids are like adamant, like they're super, super adamant that they're going to find a new goalkeeper, and they're going to play a pretty penny. Um, you know, this guy is coming around, floating around for 600000 His market value is 2.5. So I don't know if the if, if Porig knows something about him that, you know, we don't know. Maybe he's leaving on a free, so that's why he's coming, you know, so cheap. But 
fits Jared. the mold, doesn't it? And that would be the high if we if the number is six hundred thousand, that would be the highest number that we've paid over the summer as the numbers came out today. Um, Ronin was at five hundred k. The rest of our purchases, aside from Cabral, were under that. Um, so well, what about you know, Maxo? Isn't Maxo like? Wasn't he a big? I, I believe Maxo came in even less um, as far as fee paid, but um, I'd have to double check that. Maxo's definitely going to have, uh, you know, be, because he is a DP, going to have a higher pay packet, but I think it costs less to bring him in. Hmm. I'm not sure. I, I, I know Bronby sold their other center back to Toronto. They sold another Norwegian center back over there. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of skeptical as to why, Bronby is doing a whole clear out of their center backs. <laughs> Somebody introduced them to an agent that does a lot of business in America. They, uh, they're getting uh, a, a decent penny for their players and they can probably reinvest that pretty well. Um, it's amazing what you can do when you actually hold on to the talent that you produce in house, but that's a topic for another episode. Well, I can tell you Bronby's not doing that buddy. So <laughs> we're going to reap the benefits. And, and here's the thing. I really hope Max. So becomes a, uh, a club legend almost, you know what I mean? If he can just be the Danish Drew Moore, that's awesome. That's awesome, too. The you Danish know what I mean? Drew Moore. Oh, also, um, we were talking. You really like Ronan the Barbarian? You got a better one for Ronan? I got a way better one. Oh, let's hear it. And not only not only does my nickname also just kind of carry a lot of weight, but it also gives them a nice theme song, a nice little warm-up track if the Rapids are cool enough to do it. They won't. They won't do it. Um, but um, where is Mr. Ronan from? That's a great question. I'm not sure. Well, what country is he from? Like, what is he? Uh, I would have he's English, but I no. no, 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 no. Wait, is that true? That's not true. No, he's no, no, not no. English. Where, where is he from? He's Irish. Irish. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Ireland. And what's Ronan's, Mr. Ronan's first name? Oh, you put me on the spot now. Connor, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, Connor. So we got Connor Ronan from. Ireland. There is another Irish Connor that is <laughs> world famous for being kind of, you know, one a shithead. Um, but really, uh, you know, he, he's known for being notorious, right? He is notorious. So I think you steal from another Irish, you know, Irish Connor and you call him Connor the Notorious Ronan. Yeah, and listeners that aren't MMA fans are, have been living under a rock. We're talking about Conor McGregor. Yeah, Conor McGregor is um, uh, Conor, uh, the, Conor the Notorious. Um, he is, and he is a notorious asshole, uh, most notorious uh, in and, that and, respect. And listen, punching an old man over a whiskey debate at the bar. But I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I mean, Ronan is. is I don't know if Ronan is like that, but we kind of need him to be that on the field. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I kind of want people. I kind of want old people, people to, like to, Ted Uncle, maybe. <laughs> yeah, if Connor punch, if if Ronan like has that dog and he's like willing to stand up to fights, I'm, he gets the notorious. I mean, and I don't even think he gets the barbarian war on either because if he can't, if he's not willing to get up there and fight, you know, if you're the barbarian, the, you have to battle. Yes, exactly. So we'll we'll keep everyone updated on the uh, on on the nickname, but I think notorious. Just, just, just as a as a nod to the other Irish Connor, who is you know, the that you know the pinnacle of his of his uh well maybe not the pinnacle but you know he, he definitely raised the profile of MMA in his sport. Yeah, we'll see how much battle he's got in him, but we're gonna need a lot of dog out of this team this year. Um, but uh, yeah, going back, circling back to goalkeepers, 
Um, I said uh, last pod that it, you know I think that if we see Yarbrough back in a in a burgundy uniform, he may kick the crossbar extra hard. I've never been more sure. Uh, it seems all but a foregone conclusion that he's not going to be our starting goalkeeper. Um, now, you know, I talked about, I don't think I'll be very happy. What, what do you think the plan is here? Because we, we heard about the youngster coming up, uh, competing for minutes. I can't, I can't remember. Rodriguez? No, uh, the other one actually, not Abe. Isaac uh, Neman? So, no, I want to say it's Boudry. Or, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Bo- Baudry, young kid, seventeen, some some odd years old. Yeah, he, he uh, was on the um, he was on the Apple um, he was on the Apple um, cover, which was interesting. On so the, the word the is he's going to come in to compete, and I think that it may be a competition between him and Abe for the two spot. Mm. Um, but I, you know, at this point, I I would imagine if we bring in a goalkeeper, I, I think if we bring in a goalkeeper like we're talking about, and we're talking about big numbers. For players with some degree of, you know, some degree of notoriety, uh, commanding high fees, I don't see Yarbrough sticking around. He's, you know, this is the the age that he has MLS experience. He has some very good tape um, that he could put out, and I would imagine he may even have his landing spot picked out. But if if we are to bring in another expensive player, uh, Yarbrough is, I believe, is, is Yarbrough still on an international slot as well? No, 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 he's American. Okay, so that's I mean that's one thing working in his favor because we are running right up against the the uh, you, capacity prob- for international uh, slots. The the Rapids last trade will probably be an international slot when it's all said and done. Uh, yeah, they will <laughs> because we'll need one. Yeah, maybe we'll see. I, I I'm not privy to the roster stuff. I know other people are, but what I am privy to is this is not uncommon for MLS teams to have two really great keepers. On 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 reserve, you know, like one one's the starter and one's the backup, but like the backup just as good as the starter. I mean, Minnesota have it in Dane St. Clair and Tyler Miller, but although I think Tyler Miller just left there, but um, they and and in fuck, I forgot what it else what else they have it in. Um, I know there's teams, been some teams that have from oh, time Dallas. to time. Dallas has um, Jimmy Maurer and they have Martin Pace, but Martin. Pace just won the spot, you know. So it's like it's not uncommon. I think even Atlanta. Well, Atlanta. No, they're going to have Guzan be the backup, but they brought Diop, who may also be a backup too. Like it's not uncommon, right? And I think at the end of the day, if you look at Yarbrough's advanced numbers, he never like like shined, you know. But visually, he always seemed to pass the eye test, right? Like he would kind of command the back line. But we've we've seen the usual Yarbrough slip up, you know. We get one every year. It's like, and, and I wish he had. Don't just... talk about that play. Don't talk <laughs> about that play. No, but he's but he's had these moments where you know, like the goal's sometimes on him too, just as much as it is on Abubakar and Wilson. So, for a lot of the fan base to act like he's like you know the only good keeper in the world, that's just not true. I think. You know, if the Rapids feel as though they can kind of revitalize that position with competition, I, I'm, I'm up for it. And and I Once don't think again, I go back to the well with my same old line: you don't pay 600k for competition. No, you're I not know. paying 600k for competition. You're paying for that guy to be a cornerstone piece. Um, you know, he it's probably going to be a little bit cheaper than what we possibly could have got pins in for. Um, but you're that's still a load of money, and it is more than clear at this point that that is an area that 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 we are very serious about upgrading on 
for this season. Um, I, I just, I, the writing at that point is on the wall. Um, and also you probably have some value in Yarborough. So I, you know, I don't think that, so. That's a piece that I can't imagine you would want to just sit. Well, it, it, well you, you don't think there's any value. You think we have to let him walk on a free? Well, it's not even that we let him walk on the free. It's just that other teams will just wait until then, you know, to, to take him on that free. Yeah. I mean, that, there's always going to be a need for a, a solid keeper. Even there are teams that will overpay for a backup. I just can't imagine the Rapids being one of them. However, you know, our highest paid player of all time probably was a goalkeeper. So we're not strangers to overspending on the position. Yeah. Yeah. And. I really wish there. I mean, I, I I really don't think goalkeeper is that hard to find in, in MLS. You know, like I was more stunned they got Gersbach. You know, and even him, like he's he's a big unknown as well. You know, so I think it's um I think it's 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 gonna be an interesting uh the I, I, every position is gonna be a fight now. You know. Um, there's only 11 spots and we got talent across the board and, you know, the best talent may not see the, the pitch. It might be whoever utilizes is best utilized in a certain position. You know what I mean? So, uh, I hear you. and another thing that probably speaks to the depth that we have, the un- uncertainty of, of lineup uncertainty of what certain players are is we're talking about possibly doing some, some content from the tailgate. But we are absolutely happening to plan around uh, what time the lineups are announced because there will be no fixed 11 this year. I think that's one thing that we can be sure of is the only change, the only constant will be change. Um, <laughs> I, I am very sure that we, we probably don't see. I mean, you, you look at some teams that are exceptionally good and you, they're deep in every position. And then you look at some teams that overachieve or achieve things that they probably shouldn't. And a lot of times they play the same 11 week in, week out. Mm-hmm. Um, I I hope that certain positions sort themselves out. Um, I'm hoping that some players separate themselves at clear uh, from from the competition. I'm hoping that a guy like Cabral comes in, sets himself apart from Barrios and Lewis, where it's not a question. He's first name on the team sheet. We saw uh, the the. Uh, it looks like we're going to see Galvan from the left wing. Excellent. Um, he can lock that spot down in a way that Jonathan Lewis was never able to. So um, there's definitely some spots up for grabs right now that if certain players can lock them in, it will be extremely promising for what this team can achieve and who we can build around for the future. But we have some really strong names in the building. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I also think that um, that once you finally get your locked um, 11, if you lose one of them to injury, there's some there's some guy that can benefit from that too, you know? Whereas last season, it definitely felt like, oh, this is a haphazard team we have to make, you know? Cause for yeah, as, for oh, as, absolutely, especially towards the end. For as much as, like, uh, you know, yeah, towards the end, for sure, like, you know, the, the moves, like the player was, you know, the player was, I guess, in, in Felipe Gutierrez, it, it was the, you know, it was a good idea, but in just the wrong fit, if that makes sense, you know? And I definitely think, you know, my biggest, my biggest request from the Rapids is have your shit have your ducks in a row before the season starts, right? Think about how you want to play, like the personnel that you need. Like, I, I don't want to be in another situation where it's like March you know, or April, right? And we're, you know, in the middle of the season. It's like, oh, Rapids trade midway uh, a piece, you know? Because it's like, well, why, you know, 
when when Mac left, it, it, that's when it felt like, oh, the the team is just you know, not punting necessarily, but they're but, but not far it, off that concept. It, 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 it did turn out that way. Well, it felt as though they were walking back the blockbuster trade because I remember it happened in August of what twenty twenty one, right when we traded for Mac, and that was a big boost to the team, right? Looking back on it now, you know, like it, 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 it may have been, it might have been a big boost because he had like no pressure, right? He just came in to like already a good working side. And then when it was time for him to be the guy, he kind of flustered and left, right? That's always how I'll kind of remember him because, you know, he was never a rapid like player, club guy, like long term stinking kind of guy. A lot of the guys we've signed this offseason feel like that, you know? And, you know, it, I get that kind of, you know, we're going to have some of the veteran players that, you know, are kind of here for, you know, for that professionalism, you know, those, those kind of veteran locker room players. I get that. But, you know, between Maxo, Price, Rubio, Rosenberry, like we have a team of players that like plan to stick around and like build out this like Rapids team, you know, because they believe in the facility, believe in the, in the culture of the club, you know, so that is what I want more than anything. I want players that can buy into it, but they're also like, as a fan, you can see, oh, this here's the long-term plan for this guy. It's not just a random move, you know? Yeah, and and that is kind of what we saw it throughout the last couple of years is like we, we tried to fill holes by picking the, the name that would be most attractive to your you know, basic MLS fan, like, okay, we need a midfielder. We got Mark Anthony K didn't fit. We offloaded him. We, we probably got the brunt of two bad investments there because I didn't think the incoming was cheap and the outgoing was also not cheap. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't think we got a lot of value back in, in other words. And then also yeah, we, seeing Kellen Acosta walk out the door, um, is tough, but, um, uh, those kind of moves were, you know, we had to trust. We 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 had to trust the process. The tr- the process didn't come to fruition last year, but I don't think we had the pieces. This year, it's pretty hard to think that we don't have guys that are fitting the mold that we looked for. We looked all over the globe to find them. Um, yeah. We you know this, this and again, I go back to the fact that this is a curated locker room this is a group of guys that they brought in because they they thought that they could not only do a job but they would be you know company men they would they would do the job with a smile not just do the job uh not you know worry about positioning this team's gonna have to be flexible because i think we're gonna go from a four to a five back all year long so um you know bringing in not just pieces and not just familiar names zardes same you know same familiar type name um we brought in unknowns but we brought in unknowns that hopefully are extremely well scouted and part of the process. have a chance to yeah, yeah exactly part of the process not not only part of the process but like intentional process players they're you know we, they're not just brought in because they fit the profile they're brought in because this is the guy so you know i i think there is a lot of reasons to be very excited yeah and and, and like i said you know last year it was tough because you know champions league really kind of warped my perception of the club right because it was it was a different condition it was kind of you know weird and haphazard way it it was crazy to go to Guatemala you know what I mean and then you come back you start the season off on the wrong foot and then the defense kind of just kind of 
you know, because the, the, there's some time when the finishing was not up to par. They brought on Zardis, and it still it still wasn't there, you know. Um, so it felt it felt very much like they were catching up and trying to build it around, you know, the rental. Because if anyone thought that Zardis was gonna stick around, be club legend, you, you you know, you missed you missed the verbiage somewhere where, you know, someone said it best. They're, they're taking a, a rental guy that if he ended up being what he was, you know, and he scored nine goals, sure, but you know. He he did take a while, you know, and and when that when that was apparent to the club, I'm glad we can able to see that and move on and, and think no, we have a better direction, right? And that's that's what I'm more um, excited about. I, I saw someone say I can't get excited for the season because anytime we get a good player like Zardes, they trade him away. I'm like, you know, the team is 11 players, you know, the team is 11, and and I argue the best player still here, Rubio, you know, and and I was Clearly. a big proponent. I was a big proponent of of saying that hey, like. If you can find a right price for Rubio, if he wants to come back to Colo Colo, sell on the high, you know, because you know this this very well could be the year that you know he lays another egg, you know, and and we'll never we'll never be able to know that without you know really kind of seeing what Robin's got in store for us, and and knowing well, what Robin's got care. in store for us has never been <laughs> has never been something that was like you know easy on our on our on our predictive brains and our analysis of the of the team. Yeah, let, let me go ahead and take care of our uh, our parental content this time. If, if Rubio lays an egg, we are fucked. Um, <laughs> we are relying on him so heavily. It's it's very clear that this is a team built with the intention that he is kind of the jewel in the middle. Um, what is laying an egg Yappy, to you? It, it, I mean, for him this year, if he's under ten, we miss the playoffs. I mean, not even a question. I don't. I don't think that we well, have the horses in the barn to fill. You know the, well, here, the here, goal. Here's where I counter that. Without that, here's where I counter that. He had a career year last year, and we still missed the playoffs. Is that on Rubio? Yeah. He scored four not, in well, the 2021 I mean, season. It's not on Rubio, no. It was it was down to the rest of the players not playing up to the level that he set. Well, here's the thing. Um, that here's hasn't the thing. been his. If Rubio's not scoring, but the Rapids are winning. Does, does it matter at that point if Rubio's producing? I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Rapids don't win unless he produces succession without Rubio production. Absolutely. But, well, Absolutely. Well, I also think I, I want to agree with that, but I, I think like like his main mentality is to win, right? He's made it kind of uh, sure, obvious. Sure, he's a decent passer. And and you know with with without Jack Jack Price last last year like let's say he was there from the start does our defense get better sure yes no whatever right if if we get the rubio like you know scoring goals like like we did last year and then we have Jack Price back this is easily a um a a a first team in the west again and i and i truly believe that because our defense was our biggest blight. Not the fact that we had nine goals out of Zardes. You know, a lot of them were created by Rubio, anyway. So, um, we really just need to capitalize on that one fancy statistic, Jared. You know, you know, it, it's been a while since I brought it. If Does the it start Rapids, with an X and end with a G, <laughs> that that's the whole stat. It's just XG, right? If if the Rapids pr- produce and performed their XG, if 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 because that's how Austin got, you know, their kind of fire going is they had four players outperforming their XG. If Cabral comes in and says, hey, here's the player I actually was supposed to be at France, you know, that's the big if. I can't, you know, say that. But Galvan, we've seen that kid, you know. And I think those three alone, if if Rubio 
like does a repeat, gets 17 goals, breaks the record, and becomes club all-time goal-scoring leader. You know, it's kind of one of those things where this is the window to kind of win MLS Cup. You know what I mean? But if <laughs> hey, I I hear you. I I think that's optimistic given results from last year and how many unknowns we have. But we've always said, you know, it's not about the team that wins every game throughout the regular season. It's about who gets hot late. Well, yeah. It's about who can win in those high pressure games late late in the year and that that is a different task than we've seen this group of players accomplish. I, I you know, I I'm excited to see if that's that's possible, but I I'm not saying we're in a championship window quite yet. Where we are No, I, I I'm is, saying is perfectly positioned to be a play, a true playoff contender. Um and that a lot of that though does fall on Rubio being the guy. If no, he's not, well, I think well, we, we definitely struggle. Well, here's the thing. I bring up our championship window if Rubio is MVP-like, you know, if he has that kind of capacity to to be great on the field this season, right? Then that's, that's you know, and, and, you know, you combine that with a healthy price and a bona fide center back in Maxo, the window's there for us to win the whole thing, right? Now, that's obviously like a lot of things have to go our way, right? Especially an MVP campaign by Rubio. But I'm saying if Rubio scores seven but assists on like – because I think Rubio is going to get a lot more assists this season than he is going to get goals. I think he's going to be a lot more involved in the transition. I think he's going to come back and play that, you know, false nine kind of uh, player with his back to goal with, you know, Cabral and and Galvan. I think those two are going to – I think it's going to look a lot like 2021 again because now the – the the bona fide like attack is in our wingers, right? Especially if they paid that premium for Cabral, you know that that's the only thing I'm saying is just because Rubio doesn't score ten doesn't mean it can't also be you know can't also have that championship run. But if he does light up, and you know you can't you don't know if you're gonna get another season like this out of him. But and that's the thing is like these kind of seasons don't happen often. Right, so when they have when when Rubio scored 16 and and the Rapids didn't get into the playoffs, it's like fuck. I want to I wanted the 2022 Rubio on the 2021 Rapids In 2021. team, <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly. what we've all that's what we that's what we've always wanted, right? And if that's what this yeah. is, right? If Cabral is a better uh, left wing than Jonathan Lewis, if Galvan's a better right wing than Barrios, kind of the same kind of physical stature, right? You know, Cabral's a lot less kind of I guess you know, stout, like Lewis is a lot more like stout, but you know, Barrios and, and Galvan, both, both short, you know, little dudes that will run, give you, give you hell. Right. If, if those guys run it back and they're, they're the wingers that the Rapids want them to be, it's, it's going to be a fun year again, man. That's all. That's all I want to, you know, reiterate. Yeah. Yeah. And we have a lot of new players. Let's see if, if this new spine that we've provided this team, uh, new midfielders, new center back, um, you know, we've got different core pieces. Let's see if they can pass the pressure test that former iterations of the Rapids team have failed. And, Absolutely. uh, you've got a nice pressure test right off the bat in sunny Seattle, Washington. Yeah. Right? Which we're going to go. Um, you we're going to go to where, the pod will be on site there in Seattle. Um, uh, Rapids fans, if you're going to be going to the opener, please let us know. Let us know in, uh, on Twitter, and uh, we'll link up there for sure. But uh, Juan, um, are you excited about that game? What do you rate the Rapids' chances on on opening day? Um, well, here's the thing: Seattle 
is um, reeling from because they have they had to worry about this Club World Cup stuff. Um, they were rushed into competition. I don't know if they're Anthony Hudson in it and treating it like preseason, but um, they got bounced from the Club World Cup, and it's now time to you know come back to this MLS. Um, I, I wish they would have kept going and, and and really taken their time out there. So come when they're back in the states, you know they they they're lined up. I mean, every CCL team before the season last year did terrible um the week the weekend of MLS uh, the N- NYCFC lost the Rapids lost and I forget who else was in that kind of core group of CCL people but you know it, it those those players lost and uh, those teams lost uh, after the first jump so I don't know if Club World Cup's going to be immediate they might regain their stuff um you know I, they I have think one good training match against Louisville City next Saturday uh, Rapids have a few games in between for us to try to get right, but I think the uh, uh, city's a decent tune-up. Of the two teams, I think the Rapids are just a lot more prepared. I mean, they've got a lot of more of their guys, you know, in camp and they're ironing it out now. And whereas Seattle's like, oh, we got to figure out Club World Cup stuff, you know, like they just played a competitive match. Maybe they're still not, you know. And, and you can watch that match; they they couldn't finish right. And so if you suffocate them, there there's been moments, you know, their defense is what's going to be tough. Uh, because they did hell a lolly to that, you know, long one. But if if the Rapids go in and get into a, a rhythm, then that could easily be their first win of the season. You know, just just a great impact start of like, this is our new system. This is who our new players are. These are how like like we are ready off the jump to get going and 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 implement the ideas we've learned in the off season. You know, like I'm, I'm that's what I'm hopeful for. Yeah, a strong start would be something I think everyone would be. It would be a huge relief because when you add this many players that haven't played together, the fear is it takes a while for them to gel. Yeah. Um, if things start to click early, great signs for the rest of the year. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I can't agree more. Um, I, I don't know what to predict on this game. All I can tell you is I'll be betting on the Rapids, you know. Um, when uh, when when there isn't better information at hand, Let's go ahead and bet for the team that, that you want to see win, and and we'll be pulling hard for the Pids um, there in Seattle. Juan, what are you looking forward to uh, as far as what you want to see, what you want to do in in Seattle? I think we should. Uh, I, I I mean I mean you have a lot of the itinerary down because I'm there for less than 23 hours. I'm in and out, but I really want to see some of the C38 friends on Twitter that I've met, or the, not even C38. Sorry, the hashtag Rapids96 fam on Twitter. Um, you know, I see a lot of love from you guys up in Seattle. I know John, a former C38 guy, is out there, and John Mayer. I'd probably link up with him. You know, say what's up. Uh, but yeah, I'm just excited to get out there, dude. It, it's it feels like Christmas is like right around the corner. You know what I mean? And it's I'm counting down the days. Like I like Christmas for me last season came and went. This this MLS season just does not feel like it's coming here anytime soon. I am dying for it to come back. Like, I cannot wait. Amen. And right around the corner, man, I'm looking forward to some seafood to start the season out. That's going to be a nice little away day treat to be able mm-hmm. to, to get some fresh seafood. Uh, you might see some some pictures by uh, maybe the Space Needle, maybe the Gum Wall. Um, but uh, your boys will be there in Seattle uh, to watch the Rapids win that first game of the season. But um, something that is even earlier than that Seattle game, uh, we've got Tifos to paint. 
And yeah. uh, there's been a few people that have reached out to me on Twitter about, you know, I'd, I'd like to work with C38. I'd like to do things with C38. I just, you know, I don't know how. Well, we've got an opportunity for you. Um, the, it's the 18th and 19th. Um, we're doing some TIFO painting. The plan is to be at Dick's Sporting Goods Park, um, right there in the parking lot to do the TIFO. That is weather permitting. And we're going to do that at 10 a.m. on the 18th and 19th. Um, hopefully, if we get enough people there, the majority of the work is done. We're going to be testing some new pizza ovens uh, to forecast a little bit of what you're going to see at the tailgate. Um, we're going to have some some new pizza ovens, whipping those things out even uh, better than ever. Um, but Juan, are you uh, are you looking forward to painting some TIFO? Yeah, I. Uh, you know, th- this upcoming Saturday is my is my last one. Um, before I get right back into the MLS grind, but it's funny, 18, 19, 20, 21, and 22 is the, um, those five days is where I'm crunching to get my MLS previews out of the way. So I'll come by, paint some TIFO and then probably fuck off into my car and and just start (laughs) writing out the, the previews for every MLS team. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'll probably come by and do some painting and stuff like that. Well, I'm I'm more excited for something else that we have planned next week. If if you don't mind me announcing it, ooh, please do. So, next Wednesday, the fifteenth, the C38 podcast will be hosting none other than the color commentator, the play-by-play announcer, not color, my bad, of of our of our TVs of the last ten years. None other than Richard Fleming is going to be on the podcast. Um, we're excited to have Richard on kind of talk some rapids this upcoming season and just kind of, you know, show, show him our support and keep him you know, keep him here and let him know that uh, C38 always appreciate him and the work that he did throughout the years. Absolutely. And, uh, talk about a pillar of the rapids community. Um, we just want to show them the welcome to C38, um, because they're, they're, you know, there's going to be times where, um, Things don't always work out between club and individual, and um, that that doesn't mean that there's any loss of love from the fans. That that's been very well expressed on Twitter um, and elsewhere. Um, we're talking about one of the favorite personalities in Rapids history. So um, for us to be able to talk with him on air is super exciting, and uh, we're looking to we're looking to bring that to you. We're not exactly live, but it will be uh, recorded live from uh, kind of a cultural home of C-38 there at the Celtic right downtown. Yeah, I'm going to blur that out just so nobody comes in. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we'll just be at the Celtic downtown. Um, we'll, uh, make we won't tell most... you exactly when. Yeah, yeah, we won't tell you when or, or like uh, what part of the building we'll be at. You never know. We might just be at, at Scotland after all, you know. But... And and looking forward to those exciting, you know, there's a lot of stories. There's a lot of good times to be talked about as well. Um, certainly uh, a favorite for, for C38. I mean, you saw it from the reception that him and Cello got um, at, at the tailgate last year. So really exciting stuff. Um, aside from that, the team is in Orlando. Um, the boys play a little scrimmage against Orlando City. Uh, I won't be paying too much attention to that or the result. It's not broadcast um, because of some silly Apple doesn't want us to do this yet and all that. But, you know, one nah, thing we are used just, to is not being teams. able to watch the games. It's just teams being secretive about preseason. That's why you don't even see lineup formations either. Yeah. 
Yep, but, you know, we'll probably hear plenty about that game on Twitter. Uh, but the Rapids have Orlando City on Saturday. They've got Miami FC next Wednesday with one final uh, training match prior to the season opener. So uh, the Rapids are rounding into season form, as are we. Uh, Juan, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Warners 715 um, And then you can follow the podcast at C38SG on Twitter, Centennial38 on Facebook. What about you, Jared? They can find me at Jared underscore Geisler. Um, you can also find me watching Arsenal still top the table. It would be a darn shame if City lose some points here due to financial fair play violations. I know Juan doesn't spend his time watching English football, uh, but that's, that only no, makes that one is crazy. of us. So no, that's crazy. I can't believe the uh, gun. I can believe. I can't believe that is. Uh, <laughs> you know. That's insane. We, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> but, you know, just because they have a team that came here and won a title with, you know, no stadium and uh, questionable accounting methods, you know, I'm sure it doesn't apply to NYFC. FC, they're, they're perfectly fine. Um, Citigroup, you know, even though they cheated egregiously in Europe, that would never happen here in the MLS. Well, you gotta, you don't gotta worry about City at New York City because they're they're gonna have a shit roster this season. They they they're they're they've lost their championship core. You you gotta worry about uh, LA Galaxy. You gotta worry about Miami. Those are the teams. Those are the shiny new guys that really want to get ahead of this stuff, but uh, for whatever reason, just kind of step on their own toes and they don't got a proper guy that can cross the eyes and dot the T's. You know. Yeah, so, amen. Uh, Miami certainly has had a hard time with the administrative aspects of MLS football. Uh, but you don't got to worry uh, about City. That, I think Man City, yeah, yes. Well, Man City, yes. But New York City, nah. Nah, they're, they're going to Man have, City may be the best team in the history of the championship next year. Uh, <laughs> but I think that is all from us. Rapids fans, get excited. We've got one hell of an episode for you next week. Absolutely. I, I, and then after that, we have Dave coming on a C38 um, kind of state of the union. We we got we got all the preseason stuff, you know, like it, like it's gonna come sooner than you think. So uh, thanks for sticking with us. Thanks guys for your continued support, your listenership uh, at us. Interact with us. Hashtag Rapids ninety six. As always, you guys have a great rest of your weekend, and uh, we'll see you when we see you. Bye bye. Let's go, Pit.